it, so call me back. Okay, love you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Online, the show for spilling guts and sharing secrets, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Maddie Drosbeck. I just got these new Glossier Bomb.coms in the mail because I saw they updated their packaging, which I like the formula on these. They're nice and cute and the packaging is cute, but it never had an applicator, which was like, that's such a stupid fucking design choice to make on a lip balm to not have an applicator so you always had to squeeze it onto your hand and then apply with your fingers which like I want to throw this in my purse and apply it when I'm out and about okay I don't want to be rubbing my grubby little fingers on my lips in that case so anyways when I saw they updated it I was like let me get my hands on one of these and now I'm going to be obsessively applying it every four seconds just because I like the packaging and think it's cute and want to hold it in my hands <laughs> in my grubby little hands hi it's maddie your host host of the show maddie droswick i don't know if i said that the most beautiful and sexy gorgeous woman alive in the heart and the inside she's beautiful and sexy and gorgeous as well it's me i'm talking about myself <laughs> how are we doing are we having an interesting week i just got done journaling well I didn't just get done I journaled a few hours ago and the first topic that came into my brain this morning when I went to journal was just about the sheer volume of sex dreams I've been having which I'm not complaining about it let me be totally fucking clear about that I'm a nightmare girly usually I'm having the most terrifying dreams imaginable I wake up three times in the middle of the night have to walk around my apartment do a little loop to make sure there's nobody hiding um usually that's what's happening to me (laughs) so I'm not mad that my dreams have switched from nightmares to sex dreams however an observation that I was making this morning was that In those dreams, I am feeling a feeling that I don't believe I've ever experienced in my real life before or the closest that I can recall feeling that feeling is when I was younger and like first experiencing lust and sexual attraction for the first time. I don't even know how to describe it. I wonder if other people are going to know what I mean when I say this, but I wake up from these dreams feeling like I just lost a monumental part of my life because it's like the most euphoric feeling ever. I don't know what it is I'm even talking about because these are all dreams, right? I just know that I wake up and I'm like, God, I miss that feeling that I had in the dream. It was so fucking good. And it's not horniness right that's not the feeling that I'm describing if anyone knows what horniness feels like it's fucking me bitch so it's not that and it's not love either because I'm not necessarily in love in the dreams okay so let me be these dreams that are occurring it's usually sometimes they're like sex dreams like sex dreams most of the time they're just extended foreplay dreams (laughs) like I had a dream the other night, which now I'm like, I would like this to happen in real life because I think that it would be just so intimate and vulnerable. But in my dream, 
I went on a first date, first date. And the fact that it was a first date felt like it was a key player and why I felt like so (gasps) about it. (laughs) But it was a first date and he booked us a couple's massage and it was at like, um, in, in the dream, it was at the air ancient baths place in Soho. I've been there once. It was the setting of this dream booked us a couple's massage on a first date. So it's like a little bit sexy, a little bit intimate. And then you do the baths afterwards. And then we got ready and he took me to a five-star dinner immediately afterwards. And I was like, that is like, (laughs) I don't know why that like that particular setup being a first date setup just fucking does something for me. (sighs) I can't even tell you how much first date sex I would be having if this happened. But This is why I was so upset when I woke up because I was like, that is phenomenal. Like what a good date idea that I just conjured fucking up. And so I wake up from these dreams feeling like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like an intense amount of desire that I haven't felt in a long time. Like that date, that whole date is foreplay. And I, I want that so badly. Maybe it's just like a lot of my like inner desires are coming up in my dreams where like I'm not, I was saying this to my friends the other night when they were over, but it's not that I'm not interested in sex right now. I definitely am. I'm definitely feeling very sexual, very sensual. I'm masturbating a lot. I don't have an interest in having sex with partners right now. Obviously, I've had good sex. I've had bad sex, but I've never had like loving sex. I've never had sex that like really, truly meant anything. And I think I crave that so deeply and crave being with someone who like we're not having sex just because we're physically attracted to each other. We're having sex because they are like enthralled by me. And so I I fantasize about these like extended foreplay type situations because it's not about sex. It's not about the act of having sex. It's about wanting someone so much and having someone want you so much, not just because of what they can get sexually from being with you, but because they are just like in awe of you as a person. So I feel like I've just been pretty uninterested in sex because I want love sex. I don't want any other kind of sex. I'm just not interested in it. I want someone who looks at me and wants to be with me in like every, everything that that would entail that wants all parts of me, not just someone who finds me physically or sexually attractive. I just don't, that doesn't turn me on. You know, there's like, I don't know. It's like the foreplay of being in love with someone that I want so badly. But some of the dreams aren't necessarily as detailed as that one where it's like a full date and there's like this buildup that's happening. And so I wake up with the feeling because of the buildup that happened. But there's other times where it's just like people that I moderately find attractive or cool. It won't be like really specific at all. It'll just be like if I was having a flirty conversation with this person or there was like some type of simple interaction. I'm trying to like think of good examples here, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to explain these dreams too deeply, (laughs) but 
sometimes they're not as detailed and it's just like I wake up with this feeling of like I guess it's just intense desire but I don't think I felt that in such a long long time like the last time I remember feeling even a fraction of what I feel in those dreams is like when I was in middle and high school having like my first real like crushes on people and maybe it was just because like back then you're so like you're not jaded to anything you don't have any trust issues you're just like a hopeful and like wide-eyed kid who's experiencing attraction for the first time so I was never concerned about like anybody hurting my feelings or anything because I just never experienced it so I wonder if that's part of it too where it's like in my dreams it's like I don't have any baggage of any kind it's just like extended foreplay and desire initial crushes like reciprocated interest in a way that like you're not worried about there's no fear at the other end of that reciprocated attraction there's no like oh what comes next what if they don't feel the exact same way that I feel you just sort of like trust that they do and there's no there's just no doubts there there's no anxiety so I don't know if it's a feeling that I can feel in my daily life The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, is that feeling exclusive to my dreams? I don't know. Maybe it would just take the right person to really bring it out of me. I think that the older that I've gotten, I definitely have reflected on just the fact that I need so much more trust in intimacy now, which is natural. And I think like that's good. It's good to have boundaries and to need trust to, you know, feel comfortable experiencing certain levels of closeness to other people but there also is like sometimes parts of me that really misses when I was less guarded um but what can you do (laughs) there's like a part of me that's like well how am I going to change that right like I'm I'm not guarded for no reason now and I'm also not guarded to the point where I close myself off from things it feels like an appropriate amount of being guarded but I do sometimes just have a longing for when there wasn't so much to protect yourself from or worry about, you know, you're just like sort of naive to anything bad that could happen in love. And you just were like, I don't know. It's just like this totally kind of free wanting desire attraction that I, I really long for at the end of the day, I am turned on by love. So this is the cross that I bear. (laughs) So we still out here. We're dating. We are looking for love, trying to find the right person for me. And um, I actually had an experience this past month that I wanted to talk about on here because I was really proud of myself This isn't like a fun or happy story (laughs) in any way, but I was really proud of myself for how I responded in the moment and how I reacted because I feel like a previous version of myself would have reacted very differently. So basically I had been going out with this person and we've known each other for a while. We've gone out before in the past. Um, So we were sort of 
rekindling things starting again. Uh, You know, I was hopeful about it because we had sort of, you know, we had like a baseline of knowing each other beforehand. And then all this time had passed and we're able to have an open conversation about like why it didn't work out or pan into anything last time. We literally went on one date last time. It wasn't serious. Why all that time had passed and we were still like sort of in contact with each other. And then like what we were looking for now and what had changed in that time. And so I felt like we had a lot of like really good conversations the dates we went on were fun. Um, I felt like hopeful about this connection. I feel really clear on what it is that I'm looking for in dating at this point. I, I think I have firm boundaries, firm expectations, but I do not think that they are extravagant if you are also someone looking for a long-term relationship. So like for example, in dating, I think there are a lot of people that are okay with pursuing something casual at first and maybe you are casually hooking up going on dates every now and then for the first like six months and then you up the investment I am not comfortable with that I do not want to engage in any type of casual dynamic so when I am going out with someone I am walking into it like with the intention of figuring out if there is compatibility to build something long-term with them. So if when I'm dating, I'm really only dating one person at a time just because I literally do not have the time or the focus or the want to date more than one person at a time. So it's like I'm meeting one person. I'm going to continue going on dates with them, figuring out if there's compatibility there, if we get along, if I like them, if there is something to build upon. And so during the dating process, I'm expecting like an investment that starts small, but then slowly increases week to week. I'm not someone who like the investment is going to stay small for six months and then six months later you up it to a hundred. No, my, you're going to start at zero with me. And then over the course of the weeks that follow, the investment's going to grow and grow and grow, or we're going to end it. But I'm not going to compromise what I'm looking for or step into a casual dynamic because you are someone that would rather operate like that that's fine I think that there are a lot of people that operate like that and want to have like casual dynamics that maybe turn into something long term down the line I do not want that I don't want anything casual if you want something casual that maybe turns into something go find someone else that wants to do that but I don't I'm only looking for something long term and that's it that's that so anyways I was seeing this person and things were going well at first until they just sort of stopped working for me I think the effort was pretty beneath what I would be expecting as things progress I think communication was also getting increasingly worse to the point where it was like two to three business days to respond to a text, which I think my old self's initial reaction to that would be like, oh, well, you just like fucking hate me. 
<laughs> like you're just not into me at all then it's taking you three days to respond to my text like how how is anything gonna grow here when it takes you that long to respond to me and, you know then your mind wanders and it's like oh you're taking so long because you must be dating so many other people I'm so unimportant to you like I'm not a priority and an old version of myself would have taken all these things personally so anyways I had brought this up and you know, expressed that I just was not satisfied with the amount of effort and communication that was happening. And I gave them an opportunity to, you know, put forth more effort. I I don't want to like make assumptions about anybody or uh, write people off too quickly, but I do want to be true to myself in how much effort and time I'm giving to people that aren't really giving it back in the way that I want them to need them to and also in the way that I give to them so I said something a week passes and nothing really changes and so I decided that I was going to end things and rather than like waiting around for someone to change or rather than taking things personally like it's not personal. This just isn't what I'm looking for and I'm ending it here. And so I reached out to this person and just said, you know, this isn't working for me. I'm looking for something with a little bit more consistency and communication. And, um, you know, I just need something a little bit more solid and this really isn't working for me. So I think it's best that we just end this here. I was much more eloquent with what I said, I'm recalling a text from several weeks ago at this point. Um, But I, in that moment, was really proud of myself for reacting the way that I did. I think especially because a past version of myself really would have taken the lack of effort and communication to be some type of reflection of myself. I think that an old version of me would have been like, God, it's taken them three days to respond to every single text that I've sent over the last two weeks. Um, They must not be interested in me. They must really hate me because I must be so boring and unlikable. And I'm sure that they're dating all these other women that are thinner and prettier and more beautiful than I am. And I I would have just started going down a spiral of like, this is happening to me. This person is behaving like this and it's my fault they're doing this. I'm not good enough to be treated in a different way. And I felt none of that this time, which was like such a huge marker of growth for me where I was able to, in a moment of dating, look at what I was being given be brave enough, be courageous enough to stand up for myself and say, hey, I'm really liking where things are going. I really enjoy hanging out with you, but I need X, Y, Z from you in order to feel secure moving forward in this. I said that. I put my feelings out there. Nothing changed. So I ended it and I used my words and I said exactly how I was feeling and I drew that boundary. And after I did that, it felt so good like although I was disappointed because I was like damn it sucks when like situations like that where 
you're like in another dimension this didn't need to happen (laughs) like there was no real reason for it there was no like huge character flaw or issue with like the person themselves it was just like an effort and communication problem that it's hard because in the moment you're like god if only you would fix this if only you would do this then I would be so interested in continuing getting to know you but sometimes that's just not who people are and we can sit here and be like it would be so easy for you to do this it would be so easy for you to just fucking but if that's not who they are that's not who they are and like You can get hung up on the potential of what could be all you want. But if that is not what they're doing, then that's that. And it just feels so good to choose yourself and to be able to do so without feeling negatively towards myself or the other person, really. Like, it's just, it's not personal. It's like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need in order for things to develop, for me to feel safe, for me to enjoy this connection. And it's just not working. And I, I don't feel any type of way about it at this point. Um, obviously, it sucks. But I think that it's for the best that I figured this out and that it, like is able to just be put to bed now this connection that was sort of lingering that I was like oh well what what could have happened there we explored it a second time now I know you know like I I I think the the hard part for me is I I do sometimes find myself getting angry in this situation but also in general of like people who are a lot of talk and not a lot of action I feel like over the last year, like, I feel like it's, you know, probably obvious that I don't really struggle with speaking my feelings, speaking my mind. I don't have a hard time telling people how I feel, opening up in that way. And what's difficult is that I feel like because I am so open, I trust that when other people are telling me how they feel, what they're looking for, what they expect in a relationship, what they're looking for, that they are also being open and speaking the truth, speaking their truth rather than just repeating what I'm saying because they know it's what I want to hear. Um, And that's kind of the hard part because I'm always going to be very open and upfront about what I'm looking for. And I just have to hope that people are going to be honest with me about what they are looking for and what they're able to give right now. Um, But that's not always the case. And sometimes it seems like people are a lot of talk, but then when push comes to shove, their actions just do not line up with what they have told you, what they have said they were looking for or capable of. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely a complicated situation and it's disappointing for sure. But I just was reflecting on how this was such a great moment of growth for me and how good it feels to choose yourself and to just be like, you know what? This isn't enough for me. This doesn't work for me. And it's not personal. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. It's just like we're not compatible. You're able to give a different amount than I can give. You're looking for something 
clearly a little more casual than what I am right now. But what is important here is having my reaction to learning all of that be one that is rooted in self-compassion where I'm able to say, this is my boundary. This is my line. I'm choosing myself here rather than sticking around in something that just doesn't make me feel great (laughs) and that, you know, just doesn't, doesn't meet the criteria for how I know I deserve to be treated rather than sticking around in that and waiting for someone to be different, to do better, to magically make more time in their schedule to prioritize you. You just say, you know what? I said my piece. I gave you the chance. And now I just have to walk away from this because it's not working for me. I won't sit here and try to impress you and make you want me and make you want to put more time into this. You either do or you don't. And clearly you don't. So that's not enough for me. And I'm walking away from that. And after I did it, I did feel such like a a wave of relief set in because it does feel so good to just choose yourself. And I think a big sort of reflection point here was how safe my younger self feels with my present self. And that's something that I've reflected on a lot in my journaling practice. But just like looking back at how destroyed I used to be in situations like this, when people would say so many beautiful things to me, would make me all kinds of promises. And then when push comes to shove, their actions just would not match those and how I used to take that so personally and believe that it was a problem with me and that if only I was this much better if I was prettier if I was cooler if I was smarter if I was funnier if I was more chill that like they could have kept up the promises that they originally made me and I think a lot of times I I look at those memories and those stories and like I can feel my younger selves inside of me And in these moments, being able to just like silence those past versions of me and be like, don't worry about it. Like, I've got this. 21-year-old, 19-year-old, 18-year-old Maddie might not have known what to do in those situations when somebody was not communicating or being unkind or just not measuring up to how you want to be treated Younger Maddie might not have known what to do. Younger Maddie might have stuck around hoping that people would change because I felt so awful and took it so personally and believed that it was my fault that people weren't loving me. (laughs) Younger Maddie might not have known what to do in those situations, but older Maddie does. 25-year-old, soon to be 26-year-old Maddie does know what to do and can take care of myself, can protect myself, my younger versions of myself, can make sure that I am only involved with people who make me feel happy and safe and cared for. And people that don't, I don't need to be close with. And it's not personal. It's just how it is. So anyways... I wanted to share that because I just felt like it was an awesome moment for me in choosing myself and just observing how far I've come in terms of how I speak to myself and how I process things like this. Um, 
And yeah, onwards. We keep moving. We keep looking for a fellow romantic, a fellow sensitive nerd that I can write love notes to that is looking to, you know, put in a consistent investment into growing something. Nothing crazy, but, you know, maybe a quicker response time than two to three business days. That seems appropriate when pursuing something serious. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> little quick drink of the bevy and reapplication of some lip gloss. Lip gloss, lip balm. Because, because, you know what time it is, babes. You know what fucking time it is. Can't mistake it at this point, no. You can't. You know what's coming. You've become accustomed to it. It's really, it's the most important part of the week. In it. <laughs> in it. <laughs> the Islanders are back in the villa, mate. And we're here for a Love Island recap of week four. Week four. Can you even believe it? And you know what? At the time this episode is coming out, we are in the midst of week five of Love Island airing at the moment. And it's Casa More week, babes. So next week, we're going to have so much fucking shite, shite to talk about because the islanders are in Casa motherfucking Amor and they're not going to behave. They are not going to behave. But before we get too far into ourselves, that's next week. We've still got week four to recap. So let's start. Let's start going through that, shall we? Ugh. Some people say my accent's getting better, but some people say it's getting worse. The, the people are divided. <sighs> I don't know what I think. I think it's probably getting worse. I think it does sound more Australian. <laughs> but you know, I, I do appreciate the compliments nonetheless. Do I think that I'm going to be becoming an actress and booking any British roles anytime soon? Probably not. Probably not. But maybe someday. Maybe this is a goal for myself. My my long-term goals is like to be Jeopardy level good at trivia. To be able to speak in a British accent and like to learn how to sew. <laughs> Those are my life goals. <laughs> All right. Week four, we start the week out. Spencer and Aaron get dumped from the island. Um, I was sad to see Spencer go because I thought that he was cool. Maybe I only thought that because he was a sex toy salesman. Bias. Sex toy girly bias. And then Aaron got dumped. Woohoo! Because he was a fucking loser and we hated Aaron. We've still got the Ron and Lana bullshit happening. Ron is like entertaining sammy finds her cute and tom 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 of all people ends up calling ron out and being like you're an ass you're a loser and you're treating these girls poorly and then ron was like well lana and sammy are happy with the current situation so everyone can shut up which is just like that man is living in a vat of delusion. He's just like swimming around in a pool of delusion. You think Lana's cool with this? You're a dumbass. Like, you're just so stupid. I can't. And you know what? Ron has been my Islander every week 
in fantasy, I keep picking him because you know what? He does get me a lot of points because he's stupid. He's stupid, dumb, dumb idiot. But I love him because he gets me those points. So I don't know. I don't even know what I'm rooting for here when it comes to Ron. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's swimming in a pool of delusion. And then Ron was having another conversation where he was like, you know, coming to his conclusions about the Lana and Sammy thing, whatever, being like, you know what? I think I've got to go back and put my energy into Lana, finally getting it together. And then he's like, you know what? I know that Sammy wanted something there, but I'm going with me heart. And I'm like, Sammy? did not want something there. Sammy very clearly is interested in Tom. Like, Ron, enough with the delusions. Nobody wanted you. (laughs) Stick with Lana, dude. You're good. So then, obviously, Casey just came in and is getting to know Lana. It's clear that Ron is trying to win Lana back. I am, like, at this point thinking that Lana's going to go back to Ron, which sucks. But it's also, like, Ron's my guy, so I need them to get back together. Because if they don't, then I get minus 25 points. <laughs> so it's complicated, babes. Because on the one hand, I'm rooting for him because he gets me the points. But on the other hand, I'm rooting for Lana to get away from that man because I don't like him. <laughs> and so Casey and Lana are talking and Casey says to Lana, I won't need to fuck up with you to know what I've got with you. Which is shady and I like it but also it's been two days but also maybe I appreciate that intensity of being like it's two days and I already think that we've got something so good that I'm willing to shade the person that you've been seeing for three weeks and like I don't I won't need to fuck up with you to know what I've got with you after two days is like a little wild but you know what I appreciate it I like Casey um then they learn that there's going to be a recoupling tom actually pulls lana to tell her not to pick ron which if tom is anti-ron that should tell you something because tom is equally as steeped in delusion in fact tom might be worse tom is my least favorite islander to be honest babes so the fact that tom is pulling lana aside being like do not pick ron in the recoupling the recoupling happens oh my god when I tell you I was at the edge of my seat because I was like what is she gonna do the girls are picking I was like what is Lana gonna do like it what is she gonna pick Ron or is she gonna pick Casey and I was like Lana pick Casey Lana pick Casey Lana pick Casey I was sitting I was like kneeling on my bed staring at the screen like please 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 Lana picks Casey And I screamed at the top of my lungs. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, Lana, let's fucking go. Because I was so happy for her. And then in the back of my head, I was like, babes, that's going to, if that sticks, if she actually leaves her on, that's minus 25. But you know what? I was willing to take it because I wanted Lana to get away from that man. She could not last 24 hours. Okay. They wake up the next morning and Lana's like, I fucked up. I made a mistake. And she sacks it off with Casey. I I literally wrote, Lana, stop this madness. Let me date Casey then. (laughs) Because I'm like, what is going on? Uh, What? what? I don't don't get it. What do you like about Ron? Ron is like, the the second something comes in with boobs, he's like, oi, that's me type, babes, on paper. Tan and brunette. (laughs) 
And then Lana witnesses all of this and still is like, that's my, that's my man though. <laughs> Y'all stay safe. I'll take him. <laughs> so then Lana ends it with Casey and Casey was really upset about this, which is fair. But he also was saying a couple wild things that I was like, what is going on? <laughs> The, the normal things that he was saying were he was like saying that she used him as a step stool to cheer her back up and get her confidence back up and then go back to Ron, which I think is a pretty accurate assessment. Actually, I think that's pretty much to a T what ended up happening. But then Casey started going on a rant about how nice guys finish last. And I'm like, get a grip. Like, come on now. You've known this girl for two days. Like, you're allowed to be irritated with the situation because it is irritating. But don't start with the whole, oh, I'm a nice guy. Girls never pitch night pick nice guys. Duh. Like, you just sound... It does. It doesn't look good for you, Casey, I'll be honest. So when he said that, I was like, oh, I got the ick now. All of a sudden, I don't want to date Casey. <laughs> Because that's just such like a weird response to be like, nice guys really do finish last. After knowing a girl for two days and she picks the guy that she's been dating on off for three weeks over you. Like, okay, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) Then we reach the strip challenge, which is always the most interesting challenge ever. First of all, Love Island did the men dirty this year. Because every single costume that they put the men in was awful. I'm like, y'all couldn't have picked anything sexier. I felt like in past years, there's usually like one or two costumes that are bad. Like last year with fucking, uh, what's his face? Charlie with the banana hammock and he was doing the fucking worm. They did him dirty with that. That was bad. And I did feel bad for him. But usually the other guys have like, you know, they look good in their costumes. This year, none of the sort was happening. All the costumes fit weird. They were also just like weird costumes in general. Like why did they have Ron in like a yellow reflective vest? (laughs) It made no sense to me. I was like, he looks like he's directing traffic outside of a middle school right now. How is that sexy? (laughs) Um, So they failed on the costume front. Uh, Then we have Tom with his creepy eyes, which for some reason people think is sexy, but I think it's so weird. There is a difference between making like sexy eyes at someone and doing whatever the fuck Tom is doing. It's not cute. He's weird. He's just staring at them and then it makes people uncomfortable. So they're like, oh, oh." and maybe people find just like our are equating that to when someone has like a really good like sexy eye look tom does not though i need we need to stop lying to this man whatever he's doing with his eyes is not working stop telling them that it does the fact that they made kai come out to soldier boy was also so fucking funny to me i was like you're gonna make this man strip to soldier boy this is what i mean when i said that they did those people dirty because that is not a sexy song to strip to <laughs> soldier boy all the girls look great but it, I, I don't know the strip challenge is always so cringe to me because i'm like imagine this without all the editing like you know that they add the the quick edits and the slow-mo and the constant 
switching of the cameras to make it look hot. But you know that as this is happening in real time, it's not it's not fucking hot vibes. I'm telling you this right now. It's not. So I feel very aware of the editing during these episodes because I'm like, you had to cut there. Because if you let us look at that even a second longer, you know that we'd be out. It's just so I think I would pass away. Um, but during the strip challenge, a new girl enters the villa. Her name is Claudia. Claudia ends up picking Tom and Casey for a date. Tom wears the most hideous shirt that I've ever seen on said date. It looked like paisley intestines, paisley octopus tentacles. It was so gross. I was like, whoever told him to wear that top was preying on his downfall. And you know what? I relate. (laughs) Jordan, the other new guy that entered alongside Casey, is spending some more time with Tanyelle. Olivia and Shaq are sort of speculating that Tanyelle is leading Jordan on and there's nothing there. Tom, at one point, seemed like he was going to make a move on Claudia and I was losing my mind in my notes app. Like, is Tom seriously going to make a move on Claudia making this girl number five? It's been one month and Tom has been with four of the girls that are in the villa. And for a second, I was like, he's really going to make it five, five girls in one month. This is why I do not like Ron and Tom. Those men are not loyal. Are you kidding me? I can't wait for Casamore and to talk about that next week because I'm telling you right now, I've got money on Ron and Tom cheating this week. There's no way. There's no way. Then a recoupling happens again. That was like the quickest recoupling ever on the face of the planet. And Tanyelle ends up leaving as a result of it, which sucks because I actually was growing to like Tanyelle. I know in the beginning I said that she was kind of boring, but she was developing for me. You know, she's no Ekansu. Nobody is an Ekansu this season. We are really missing having an Ekansu. <sighs> or a Mora. Ekansu, Mora, Amber. Like, we we need one of those girlies this season, and we really don't have one at all, I feel like. I feel like Zara was the closest that we got, but even she is not. I saw people putting Zara up next to the Ekansus and like, Hall of Fame photos and shit. I'm like, guys, be serious. Zara was not on the level of Ekansu. She had potential for it towards the end when she was calling Tom out and made him like, you know, almost cry. <laughs> but yeah, no, she was not on the level of like the Ekansus and the Moras of the Love Island universe. So Tanya leaves. Next day, the boys are talking about how there's like a divide between the group of boys in the villa and they feel like there's something weird going on and they have this conversation in the morning where they address the fact that there's a divide and that they're not all super close right now and I don't know if they cut out all the meat and juice of that conversation or there was just no substance to it to it whatsoever but they were all like yeah there's a divide in the boys right now and they're like if you have something to say, air it out. Like, say what you need to say. And nobody says anything. Like, nobody explains why there is a divide or call out anything specific that is furthering the divide. They're just like, honestly, boys, I'm glad we talked about this. <laughs> but all they talked about was like, it's weird, isn't it, guys? Something's a little funky in our relationship right now. And then nobody says anything to help 
close that divide at all and then like literally five minutes later they all split up again and there's a group of them in a kitchen in the kitchen that's like yeah i don't feel like that conversation solved anything and it's like well yeah no shit you guys didn't say anything how were you gonna you didn't even address the fact that there was a divide you just were like there is there do be a divide that's happening and then you don't get specific in any way or have like any type of openness happening in that conversation i don't know it's like sometimes you listen to the conversations that happen on love island and you're like are you guys fully equipped to be engaging in human interaction because <laughs> i'm like what what happened i thought we were gonna squash the beef but then you guys didn't even really fully acknowledge the beef um the boys cook dinner for the girls and they do like you know appetizer main course dessert thing they normally do and then ron doesn't help clean up and then an argument sort of kicks off between shack and ron where shack was like yelling at ron from the kitchen to come help the rest of the boys clean up and then ron wasn't moving he was just talking to lana and tanya and then shack comes over to ron and is like bro what are you fucking doing like get over here and clean and Tanya and Lana were like, ew, why is he doing that? Like, that's so weird of Shaq. And got mad at Shaq for being mad at Ron. And I, I was like, why are we running defense for Ron being an immature baby? Like, I I can understand why you're like, okay, Shaq, chill. It's not that deep. Like, yeah, Ron's a baby. But, like, why are you making a huge deal out of it and turning it into this huge fight, like pick your battles, which was the point that Tanya was trying to make to him when they had a sort of confrontation about it later. But at the same time, I was like, I understand why Shaq's irritated because Ron is a big baby all the time. And it is annoying when everyone else is cleaning something up and then Ron's just like, I'm too cool for it. Oh, you guys got enough help. And it's like, Ron, Put on your fucking big boy pants. Like, I get it, but I also get the perspective of, like, pick your fucking battles, dude. Like, let him be a loser on his own. You don't have to then make yourself look bad because of it. So, anyways, next morning, Ron and Shaq squash the beef. And then Shaq gets called out by Lana and Tanya, like I said. But then he gets butthurt about it, which made me be like, oh, okay, maybe I am on Tanya's side. Because I'm like, why are you making this into a big deal. And then when he starts to get butthurt about it and make it into a big deal, Tanya is like, you know what? You remind me of my ex, (gasps) which is not good. She shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Shaq obviously super doesn't like this. And him and Tanya like don't speak for the rest of the day because of that. I don't know. They both were acting very weird that day and were seeming like they might not be that into each other anymore question mark so I don't know we'll see what happens with that and if that gets resolved and if Shaq and Tanya move forward honestly I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't because they have been pretty strong up until this point but yeah saying that Shaq reminds you of your ex is kind of a lot I understand why he's mad about that um then there's a public vote that happens that ends up knocking out Ellie and Jordan. And the last note that I have here is just an observation about how at night everyone goes to bed in those like tiny little silk pajama sets. It's like a silk tank top and shorts. And I'm like, really? None of you guys pop a titty while you're sleeping in those? Just me? 
you guys are just cool with sleeping in front of all those cameras and you don't wake up with like one boob out. I don't know. I guess none of them have big enough boobs for that to be a problem. But I just see them wearing those little silk tops and shit. And I'm like, come on. Y'all are sleeping pretty in that? You guys are like cool? Because I, when I go to bed in sets like that, I wake up with one boob out looking like I just got attacked by a bear. So what's that about? This is my question always with Love Island. Because I'm like, do they like wake them up before they turn the lights on because those people always wake up looking like just a little bit too put together for me i'm like you be serious that's really what you look like when you first wake up hmm something suspicious is happening there (laughs) um and that's it really that's where we're at this week now casa more is about to begin we're down to like six girls and six boys and then now they're splitting them up. Casa more starting. I do not know what the fuck to expect. Honestly, I don't trust any of the men not to cheat besides like Shaq. Honestly, I don't think the Shaq is going to do anything. And Will, obviously. King Will. Hmm. Couldn't forget about him. But everyone else, I'm like, yeah, I think they'll probably see other people slash hookup but I guess it depends who comes in and like if it's anybody's type on paper whatever the fuck that means my islanders this week are Claudia and Ron which I think I got really lucky with because Claudia has known Casey for like three days so oh Claudia and Casey ended up together in the recoupling didn't mention that but I feel good about having Claudia as my islander because I'm like okay well she barely knows Casey so obviously she's gonna explore other things in Casa more and I picked Ron because I'm betting on him having his head turned because he's turned his head at every single person that has entered the villa. So that's where we're at. That's what we're thinking. That's what's going on. There's an episode of Love Island about to air as we speak. So I'm going to wrap this episode up so I can go watch. Um, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for hanging out, for listening to the show. Um, We'll be back to answering some advice requests next week. I've already got some pulled that I really want to talk about. But if you didn't know, there is an advice box for the show. You can ask me questions in there. You can put in requests for advice. You can tell me crazy stories that are going on in your life. Ask me to weigh in. Just get something off your chest. Literally anything you want. That box is yours for the taking. So that is linked in the description of the YouTube version of the show, as well as the link tree in the Instagram at emotionally online pod. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Then. Bye.